Hello everybody, Daniel Barnett here from Outer Temple Chambers, and I'm recording today's episode of Employment Law Matters on Wednesday the 1st of April 2020 on yet another coronavirus topic. This time it's my views on furlough and annual holiday. I'm going to cover three topics. First of all, can furloughed employees take holiday when on furlough? Second of all, can companies require employees to take holiday during furlough? That one's pretty straightforward if the answer to the first is yes. And third of all, very tricky, is holiday pay based on 80% or 100% of salary? And is the salary the salary under the coronavirus job retention scheme, which excludes bonuses, commissions, etc.? Or is it normal remuneration under the EU case law, which includes bonuses, commissions, etc. One very important preamble. The government guidance is totally silent on this point, and HMRC are now saying that there's going to be further guidance on the coronavirus job retention scheme from BEIS, the Department of Business energy and industrial strategy. But the current guidance, both for employers and employees, is totally silent on how the job retention scheme, furlough leave, interacts with holiday leave. I form my own view, which I'm going to tell you about in just a second, based on basic principles of employment law. But if HMRC, or the Department for Business energy and industrial strategy suddenly decided to publish something that said completely the opposite. Well, because none of this is legislation and all of this is a scheme thought up by the government, they can pretty much do what they want. So this has to come with a very clear health warning. Two health warnings, in fact. Number one, HMRC or BEIS can say the opposite of what I'm saying tomorrow, and that will then be the position. Number two, I've heard some lawyers take completely the opposite approach to me on this, and who knows, they might be right and I might be wrong. But with that health warning, here's what I think about coronavirus, furlough and annual leave. Welcome to Employment Law Matters with Barrister Daniel Barnett. First question, can furloughed employees take holiday when they're on furlough? So can they be on two types of leave at the same time. Now, of course, let's just get something very obvious out of the way. This is a completely different issue from whether employees can carry over holiday beyond the holiday year in which they're normally meant to take it. And it's clear from last week's The Working Time Coronavirus Amendment Regulations 2020 that they can carry over up to four weeks paid holiday, that's the EU four weeks, over a two-year period if it's not reasonably practicable for them to take holiday due to coronavirus. You know, after all these years and under the pressure of having to draft legislation in a massive hurry, you'd have thought that people who draft legislation would finally stop using the word practicable and shorten it to practical. Even saving on those couple of keystrokes might be a good use of time. But no, they're still using practicable. So it's absolutely clear that now, for the foreseeable future, at least this holiday year, 
employees can carry over their first four weeks paid holiday over a two-year period if it's not practicable to take it due to coronavirus. That's not what I'm dealing with today. Can furloughed employees be on annual leave at the same time as furlough? I've said the government guidance, both the guidance for employers and employees, doesn't deal with this. It's silent on how the coronavirus job retention scheme interacts with holiday pay. But it does deal with two other things. The first one it deals with is sick pay. And the employer's guide says, quote, if your employee is on statutory sick pay, that's the heading, if your employee is on statutory sick pay, then it goes on to say employees on sick leave or self-isolating should get statutory sick pay, but can be furloughed after this. And the employee's guide says something very similar, quote, if you're on sick leave or self-isolating because of coronavirus, speak to your employer about whether you're eligible. You should get statutory sick pay while you are on sick leave or self-isolating, but you can be furloughed after this. Now that suggests someone can only be on the one type of leave, either furlough or sick, but not both. And ACAS seems to think that must be the position also for holiday leave, because in their guide on coronavirus and holiday, they give examples of when it will be impracticable to take holiday, one of which is if the employee has been, quote, temporarily sent home as there's no work, brackets, laid off or put on furlough, end brackets, end quote. And if you want to just have a look at that, it's at acas.org.uk slash coronavirus slash using hyphen holiday. Now that suggests ACAS thinks that you can't be on furlough leave and annual leave at the same time. And I disagree for the reasons I'm going to come to in a second. The second point at which some sort of leave is mentioned in the guidance is maternity leave. On maternity leave, the employer's guide says, quote, if your employee is eligible for statutory maternity pay or maternity allowance, the normal rules apply and they're entitled to claim up to 39 weeks of statutory pay or allowance. If you offer enhanced earnings-related contractual pay to women on maternity leave, this is included as wage costs that you can claim through the scheme. End quote. So all that together suggests you cannot be on absence leave, on sick leave rather, and furlough, but you can be on maternity and furlough, at least for the amount of money that's over statutory maternity pay. And what I draw from that is that it doesn't look like the government is concerned about every type of being on two types of leave simultaneously, and it recognises that you can be on a different leave, in its guidance maternity leave, yet still benefit from the coronavirus job retention scheme. The real issue seems to be that the government doesn't want people to be claiming two different types of benefit. They don't want someone claiming statutory sick pay, which is normally all the pay somebody would get when sick, yet having it topped up with furlough pay. They don't want someone claiming statutory maternity pay, which is normally all the pay someone would get when on maternity leave, but topping it up with furlough pay. But they are fine with someone who would get more 
than statutory maternity pay because the employer pays that something more, topping that up with furlough pay. So I think this is the correct approach. And it comes again with the health warning that this is a rapidly moving situation. The government hasn't actually announced its policy on many of these issues. And there's a very real possibility the government might come out and say exactly the opposite. But I think this is the correct approach. Employers reclaiming money under the coronavirus job retention scheme for employees on furlough are also entitled to claim money from HMRC for employees on holiday leave. The one is not inconsistent with the other. Eligibility for coronavirus job retention scheme payments simply require the employee to be not at work and not working. If the employee's on annual leave, they're not at work and they're not working. The two are consistent, not inconsistent. And there also seems to be no reason why two weeks holiday can't count as two of the minimum three weeks furlough, as an example, that are needed to claim a repayment of salary. So that's my view on the first fundamental issue. Can you be on annual leave and furlough at the same time? My view is yes. If you disagree with me, please do drop me a line on podcast at danielbarnett.co.uk because I will publish anybody who disagrees with me and explain their reasoning as well. Let's go to the second issue. This one's quite straightforward. Can companies or businesses require employees to take their annual leave during furlough? And employers might want to do this for several reasons. They might want to deplete the employee's amount of outstanding annual leave so as to reduce the amount of annual leave that will be taken when work starts again, even though, as we now know, it can be deferred at the employer's insistence for up to two years at least for the first four of the 5.6 working time regulation weeks. They might want to do this to get the government to fund 80% of an annual leave payment. Can they do it? The answer is yes. The working time regulations, regulation 15, make it clear that an employer can insist on the employee taking their leave on particular dates as long as they give twice the number of days notice that they want the employee to take as holiday. So as long as they give two weeks notice if they want the employee to take one week as holiday. Now just pausing a moment before you will write into me and say but the working time regulations apply to workers so why are you saying employee Daniel? I'm using the word employee because although the working time regs apply to all workers the coronavirus job retention scheme only applies to employees on PAYE as of the 28th of February. So the easiest way for an employer to do this is that an employer can furlough an employee for three weeks and tell them the third week is annual leave. And that means by definition, they've given two weeks notice of the one week's annual leave, which is the amount of notice they have to give. And now let's come to issue three. If you thought issue one was complicated, boy, you're in for a treat. Is holiday pay, so the payment made by the employer when someone's on annual leave and furlough, 
based on 80% or 100% of salary. And is that salary, whether 80 or 100%, the amount that would be paid under the coronavirus job retention scheme, which excludes bonuses, commissions, etc.? Or is it normal remuneration under the European case law, which includes bonuses, commissions, etc.? Now, this is a really tricky issue, and the answer is unclear. I'm telling you what I think the answer is, but I have to say my confidence level that in a year's time, a tax tribunal or an employment tribunal will agree with me isn't that much greater than 50%. We might get guidance from HMRC or from BEIS, or far more likely, we won't. But I'm going to answer this question based on the assumption we're still bound by EU case law on holiday pay when this comes to be decided, because of course, We will continue to be bound by it until at least December 2020. And if the government agrees an extension with the EU, maybe longer. So let's think about it from basic principles. And I'm going to deal primarily with the first four weeks of leave, the European element of leave. I'll come on to the other 1.6 weeks at the end. First principles. An employee is entitled to be paid normal remuneration when they're on their first four weeks of annual leave. And that's been interpreted in numerous cases as including overtime, allowances, commission payments, and dependent on the nature of the bonuses. The rationale for that rule is that the law shouldn't allow employees to be disincentivized from taking their annual leave by being paid less when they're on holiday than they would be when they were at work. That contrasts with the coronavirus job protection scheme, which specifically excludes commission, fees and bonuses from the amount that HMRC will reimburse. So what does the employer need to pay? Can it agree with the employee that it need only pay holiday at 80% of base salary? Or does it need to pay the full amount of holiday pay certainly for the first four EU weeks. Now, the argument in favour of being able to agree to pay holiday at 80% of base salary while someone is furloughed is that 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 then becomes the normal remuneration. If someone's being paid at 80% of base salary anyway because they're on furlough and they've agreed to accept that amount they're not being disincentivized from taking annual leave by being paid less than they otherwise would be. To the contrary, they're being paid exactly the same amount as they otherwise would be if they were on furlough instead. The argument against that, and here's what I think, I think that is wrong. I prefer the argument against it, which I'm about to give you. The argument against it is twofold. First, You can't contract out of being paid normal remuneration. You can't agree to be paid less than 100% of normal salary, including commission bonuses, etc. Although I recognise that begs the question, is normal remuneration the full financial package or is normal remuneration 80% when someone is on furlough? But second, and I think this is the better point, flowing from that... Normal remuneration has to be looked at over a longer reference period 
and not just looking at a temporary dip in income due to furlough. By nature, if someone's earning commission and bonuses, they're likely to be on irregular earnings. And so the method of calculating their annual leave payments will, at least from the 6th of April when it changes, be averaging their remuneration over 52 weeks. If you're doing this uh, any date between now, the 1st of April and the 5th of April, you average over 12 weeks. Assuming that approach is correct, and I think it is, it means that remuneration paid by the employer to the employee on annual leave whilst on furlough must be their normal remuneration, which includes bonuses, commissions and allowances. But there's no reason to think that the employer can't recover 80% of the basic salary, so excluding bonus and commission, from the government as part of the job retention scheme. That means the employer gets 80% of basic salary back from the government for any period of furlough when the employee is also on annual leave and the employer has to top that up to 100%, not 80%, of normal remuneration, which includes an element for bonuses and commissions. But of course, that still means, A, the employee is depleting their holiday entitlement, and B, even if the employer isn't getting every penny back from the government, they're getting a lot of it paid by the government. All that, however, is only for the first four weeks of annual holiday. For the remaining 1.6 weeks of working time regulation holiday, there's an argument that the employer need only pay 80%, but I think the more likely position is the employer still needs to top up the furlough payment to normal basic salary, averaged over 52 weeks, but excluding the bonus and commission element because EU law doesn't apply, because the parties cannot contract out of normal working time regulation holiday pay. And for any enhanced holiday entitlement beyond the 5.6 weeks, the parties can agree whatever they want, including that it be paid at only 80% when on furlough. And that's it. Wow, this is all so complicated. Thank you so much for listening. If you don't subscribe to these podcasts and someone has referred you to this, please do subscribe. The best way to do it is at danielbarnett.co.uk slash podcast. If you have any suggestions for future episodes or you want to comment on this one, please drop me a line at podcast at danielbarnett.co.uk. I do read every single reply that I get. Thank you so much for listening. Just a quick mention for anybody who's an HR professional who's feeling sick of furlough issues and wants a little bit of help. If you look inside the members area of the HR Inner Circle, www.hrinnercircle.co.uk, you'll find all sorts of resources that I've put together, including long FAQs on furlough and coronavirus, including a template furlough leave agreement, and including a ton of extra stuff. And if you're not a member of the HR Inner Circle, you can join at www.hrinnercircle.co.uk. 
I'm inside that group several times a day, answering everybody's questions on employment law. But of course, it's currently all about coronavirus, furlough, and all the other workplace and employment law issues that are cropping up in the current crisis. Thank you so much for listening again. I'm Daniel Barnett. Bye-bye. Any information on this podcast is for general guidance only. Always seek legal advice. Please see full terms at www.danielbarnett.co.uk forward slash podcast terms.